Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 4, Nana Karma Sanyasa Yoga, Yoga of Renouncing Actions in Knowledge. We had been trying to see how can we get out of this bondage of actions. Actions cannot be eliminated, but the agency for the actions can be eliminated. If I don't take credit for what I'm doing, I also need not take any blame for what I'm doing. If I get out of this egocentric notion that I am the doer, then it is possible. That is something we learn from our own experiences, that when I wake up from my dream, and because I have woken up into the knowledge of who I am, I'm not attached to the actions which I have performed in my dream. So the knowledge has taken place that I'm not the dreamer and therefore I'm not bound by any actions that I've performed in the dream. That may be the only method available to me right now to get out of the bondage of these actions. In other words, if the knowledge takes place that I'm not the doer, then I will be free from all the actions that I thought I have performed so far and responsible and bound by them. So we started out this chapter by Bhagavan saying that my true nature is ajaha, I'm unborn. And even though I create this world, this chaturvarnam, maya, susta, guna, karma, vibhagasaha, I create this world, but I'm not bound by them. That's because I remain outside of that. I remain unattached to the world. I created this world out of my own maya. But I as the self is not attached to it. You at the microcosm has the exact same situation. Your self is ajaha, unborn. Your body is born, your mind is born, your intellect is born, and therefore it has its expiry date. But you as the self is ajaha. If you identify with the body, mind, and intellect, all your actions are binding to you. But if you identify with yourself, none of these actions are binding to you, just as a waker is not bound by any actions in the dream. So therefore, Bhagavan said that your goal is to identify with that non-doer, the self. Self which is not participating in any of this action. Self enables this body and mind and intellect to act, but do not participate in it. Now it is entirely up to me whether I identify with this limited self, or identify with the higher self. The identification with the limited self comes naturally, by default, like a default program. We identify with this body, mind, and intellect. But it is now my own self-efforts will liberate me from this limitedness and identify with that higher self. So that's the quest. And the word which is given to us to achieve this yagna, if you perform your actions in the spirit of yagna, then you are not bound. We learned before that 
यज्ञार्थात कर्मणो अन्यत्र लोकोयम कर्म बंधना एक्शंस परफॉर्म अदर देन फॉर द यज्ञ आर बाइंडिंग इन दिस वर्ल्ड बट एक्शंस परफॉर्म फॉर द यज्ञ आर नॉट बाइंडिंग आर लिबरेटिंग सो नाउ वी सेड दैट वी वांट टू एंड दिस एक्शंस इन नॉलेज द ओनली मींस अवेलेबल टू अस इज यज्ञ सो द इलैबोरेशन ऑफ हाउ मेनी डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ यज्ञस वन कैन परफॉर्म or rather how many choices one have to perform this yagnas because in our culture we have clearly realized that one solution fits all does not work we need to find a customized solution for each individual therefore we have thousands of gods you know not one god your idea of god may not be the same as mine you may not be looking from god what i am looking for so we each have to have personalized god the same way bhagwan said that a yagna also has to be customized according to your mental makeup the only instrument we have to overcome this limitation is the very instrument which limits us which is mind and intellect yes so when he says pole volt the pole is used by that participant to raise himself from the ground but once he reaches his target he drops the pole the mind and intellect is the only instrument available to us so using that mind and intellect we can rise out of our limitedness and drop the mind and intellect back here so we started seeing in the last few verses there how many yagnas are there or how many ways we can achieve this goal the first thing is says the one who is achieving this knowledge he starts seeing this world as everything is nothing but his own manifestation so the analogy used was brahmarpanam brahmahavehi brahmagnau brahmana hute brahmevetena gantavyam brahmakarma samadinaha using this classical act of yagna or performance of yagna where there is a performer of the yagna the means to perform yagna the medium to perform yagna and the deity which we are trying to propitiate all of them are nothing but brahman alone performer is also brahman he is also expression of the brahman the oblation offering is also expression of brahman because nothing but brahman alone exist fire is also brahman and one who is getting this offering is also brahman this is an analogy used for our own life in our life then we should start seeing is i the actor is also brahman the world which i am acting as the field of my action is also brahman one who is enjoying my actions is also brahman and in the end there is nothing but brahman alone once i have that intellect aligned with that understanding then i will not have this duality when the duality is gone there won't be any negative tendencies in my mind so then he said okay there are various ways people perform this yagna the first one we have seen is daivam eva apare yagnam pari upasate some people perform this deva yagna there we have seen is all the sense objects are actually offering themselves into my sense perception 
like the yagna constantly is going on the sense objects are offering themselves to my sense perceptions the deities of sense perception whatever that is which makes my sense perception possible my eye cannot see but there is something which makes my eyes to see my ear cannot hear but something that makes my ear to hear that someone something is the deva all the sense objects are offering themselves into the sense perception when i start seeing this world as that that's a one form of yagna now i won't see any difference between all the different objects so there is one way of looking at this world is the world is offering itself to my sense perception that's a deva yagna bhavan the next is brahma agna eva apare yagna other see other way around that this sense perceptions which is happening of the different objects is nothing but the brahman alone so there is no other existence other than brahman therefore where whatever i see is nothing but brahman when i constantly practice that that's another type of yagna one thing is clear in the performance of yagna something is getting offered to get something out of it yagna was performed to appease devas indra varuna so that we offer something and then say this is i'm not offering something which is mine i'm something offering which is not mine idam na mama i'm offering it tera tujhko arpan kya lage mera i take from this world offer it to you my son borrows money from me goes and buys the father's day gift and give it to me and i'm very happy tera tujhko arpan but at least the act of offering i'm expecting something out of it that these devas will then bless us with the good rains or good seasons or good fortune so yagna we are performing by offering something to get something out of it and what i'm doing right now is i'm offering my ignorance to get the knowledge out of it in that knowledge i'll end all my actions so the first we say deva yagna brahma yagna either i see all the sense objects and nothing but the expression of the lord offering themselves to the lord or i see myself as working in this world which is nothing but the expression of the lord in the brahma yagna the next three verses enumerate more yagnas which one can perform for some it is very easy to see bhagwan is the manifesting everywhere for some that may not be possible because then i see the evil in this world the tsunami and the earthquakes in the world jeffrey dahmer also is a part of brahman so now then you have to devise a system which is more conducive for you you don't have to perform all yagnas but you have to find some means which is more conducive for you when somebody says well, meditation i can do meditation okay then japa is good for you i cannot do an japa okay then reading scripture is good for you something you have to find which uplifts yourself out of this ignorance kshotradi indriyani anye sanyam agnisu juhvati using the same metaphor of yagna that you are offering something into the fire of something in the fire of self restraint some offer sabda adini indriyani they offer hearing etc 
other offers in the fire of self restraint one method you restrict what you are hearing you restrict what you are seeing you restrict what you are tasting and restrict what you are feeling that's a one way of doing it. restricting the sense objects before they enter your sense perception if you want to meditate that's not a good way to go and meditate in a strip bar where there's a striptease is going on and say i'm going to sit down and meditate no 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 go away from this so you're not got tempted by this sense objects so one method is in the fire of self restraint i restrict my sense perception they'll go to himalayas why i need to stay away from this temptation as we have learned in ramayana rama has to kill vali by hiding behind a tree you have to hide yourself from the temptation vali represent lust you face the lust i may not be able to kill it i have to hide myself from the lust and then i can kill it so i stay away from the sense objects if i am a reform smoker i stay away from all the advertisement and nicely packaged cigarette cases sabda adini indriyani adho all of them you restrict your hearing vision so therefore the gandhi ji's three monkeys so that's one method so now we are working on our senses to restrict the sense perception this is how we purify our mind and intellect no negative impression we allow the mind to receive through the senses mind receives its information from the senses nip it in the bud you know that's the method here sabda adi ni visayan anya indriya agni sujhavati and others will then will offer this sense objects in the fire of sense perception now this is slightly different than the other other one was i'm trying to avoid this go to himalayas so that i don't have to face any of this object but it's not possible for me i have to live in this world and work in this world then at the mental level various sense perceptions coming from this world they are just the offerings of the same manifestation of the brahman so the one is done at the sense level other is done at the mental level i do exactly what i'm doing but keep my mental attitude differently i just offer all this perception to the brahman so it says indriya agnisha so the fire is in the sense perception itself is the fire which i offer all those sense objects so it does not pollute my mind it does not even get to my mind my mind is already rejected them as nothing but sense perceptions they are no different i see the world of plurality all the world does not exist as a plurality it will exist as the singularity a goldsmith says singularity in all gold you take the bangles or the earring he doesn't care he just puts it into that scale and tells you this many tolas i can give you that much he has no differentiation between the shapes and forms and color because he's offered all those shapes and colors in the knowledge of gold the value of gold 
It's the same way if I offer all those sense perceptions to my mind that they are nothing but the manifestations of the same Lord. Then there is no good and evil for me. They are just different from each other. So that's the second method. One is at the sense level, other is at the mental level. Third one is Sarvani Indriya Karmani Prana Karmani Cha Apare. Others offer all the actions of the senses. Prana Karmani. Prana Karmani actually the internal circulation, all that. Atma Sanyama Yoga Agna Ujjhuvati. Here the fire is again self restraint. Atma Sanyama. All the actions of my senses or all the actions of organs of actions I offer into the fire of self-restraint, Atma-sanyam. At the level of myself, I do not get attached to them. So my perception and actions become something detached from me. I start seeing them completely different than me. That the Atma-sanyam yoga. And as Swamiji says here, that Krishna has been using the word yoga very freely. He is now associated everything to yoga. Because yoga probably, as Swamiji says, in Arjuna's days was something considered so high that only the great yogis in the Himalayas can perform. So therefore he says, that everything, this yagna here is Atma Sanyam. I am just restraining myself into what I consider my sense perceptions are and what my actions are. And then detach myself from the both. Dravya yagna, tapo yagna, yoga yagna, tatha apare. So we have so far seen the five yagnas in the previous verses. Another five are now enumerated here. Dravya yagna. First is wealth. That we all can probably recognize because charities are given a lot of importance in almost all cultures. But Swamiji goes even a step further and says, then I obviously will consider that I am not a rich man. Dravya Yagna is not my forte. We have nothing really much to offer. Dravya doesn't mean just the physical wealth. But everything that belongs to you is your wealth. My knowledge my mind, my emotions, my thoughts, they're all my wealth. So even if I may be completely poor from a physical wealth perspective, I have a lot to offer to the world. Like this Swami and sannyasis, they don't own anything, but they have a lot to offer to the world. That's their wealth. So whatever I have, just good words which make somebody feel good, encouragement to somebody, that's your wealth, you are giving it to them. I will use everything that I have for the purpose of yagna only. Our goal should be that every action I perform must be for the greater good. That every action I perform, every thought I think, and every emotion I feel must be for greater good. There shouldn't be any selfishness in it. And let me do this, no matter what happens to other people, at least I will be benefiting. If I get out of that, then every emotion, every thought will be for the greater good only. They say that's a Dravya Yagna. 
Next is a tapahyagna, that you offer all your austerities. Everything that every discipline that you perform is for the greater good only. As long as this goal is there that I am doing this for the greater good and not for my own benefit only, I will be the beneficiary automatically. That much confidence you should have. If I make my company profitable, I'll be taken care of. But if my company is losing money, then nothing that I'm going to get out of it. My first mentor in this country when I came to this country, he has a one line. Neil, remember, 100% of zero is still zero. So at least if you have 1%, at least something you will get out of it. But if you are hung up on getting 100% and in the end result is zero, you won't get anything out of it. So rather than me thinking I'm going to get the whole 100% out of my actions, if I consider that my share I will get, but this 100% will go to the greater good, then I'll be taken care of. So Bhagavan said, that's a tapah yagna. Yoga yagna tatha apare. Others offer the yoga. This notion that I am not a limited being, but I am the manifestation of the greater self, that's the yoga. My efforts as a limited being to rise out of my limitedness and connect with the higher is the yoga. Even there I don't want just for myself. We have learned. And so what happens to all the actions once the person becomes realized? Well, he still continues to work for the greater good. And who gets the benefit of his actions? He's his devotees. One who is helping him to perform his actions gets the benefit of his actions. He has nothing to gain or lose because he's Atma Jnani. But who benefits? People like us who follow them. So therefore he said, Yoga Yagna. While I am performing actions to unite myself with the higher, it's also not just for my own liberation, that I am tired of this life. It is not an escapism from this life. That I want to liberate myself so that then I will not have to worry about, let the others suffer. Even that for the higher, greater good. Swadhyaya Yagna. Swadhyaya Gnana Yagnascha Yataya Sansita Vrataha And then the persons with the right vows, persons who have decided that no matter what my limitations are, I need to get out of these limitations, they have other options. Swadhyaya Yagna. Swamiji says, the study of scriptures, but not just chant this Gayatri Mantra for a thousand times, then you will get this benefit of such and such. So I am mechanically, I am quickly getting to thousand times. That means nothing. With understanding the study of scriptures, it is my efforts to understand the scriptures. My efforts to understand my own self, the introspection, swadhyaya, that I offer as the yagna. Even that also, not just for me, it will be for the greater good. So we are doing Swadhyaya Yagna. We are trying to understand what Bhagavad Gita says. That's one type of Yagna. Swadhyaya Gnana Yagnascha. This is the first time Swamiji says the Vedvyas use the word Gnana Yagna. Chinmamishan says Gita Gnana Yagna. You are offering your ignorance in the fire of knowledge. Yataya Sansita Vrataha. Those 
who are firm in their vows that I am going to get out of this limitations. And this is where we will stop. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om